You know when you're out with your friends and they all order beer and then you look insane when you don't want any beer? I mean, no offense to any of my friends out there, but I'm not a crazy obsessed beer drinker. I mean, once in a while, but I don't really love it. But I did recently try Bud Light Seltzer. It's not beer. It's a hard seltzer from Bud Light. Finally, there's something I can drink when everyone else is having a beer. Bud Light Seltzer's 5% alcohol, 100 calories, and it comes in four flavors. There's strawberry, lemon lime, mango, and my go-to black cherry. They're all super refreshing and perfect when I want something with a little more kick than just sparkling water. You know what I'm saying? Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. You're now listening to The Jillian Michaels Show. How's everyone today? Awesome. How are we feeling? Nah, all right. What? <laughs> What's going on, Mishmeister? Well, I just feel like I always say I'm doing great, so I was trying to be a little more real. Oh, and edgy, maybe. Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I'm actually doing good. Oh. Right. Well, then I thought we were going to get some sort of juicy... No, nothing. No. Trying to be positive today. Uh, Well, I I am going to be positive. I have something positive. Are you ready? I was reading this blog. I guess it's not a blog. It was like an article on Pop Sugar the Mm -hmm. other day. And it was called 20 Realities of Being 40. And I was like, oh, God, is this going to be like... And, you know, someone sent me this Facebook page called The Mid. And I... And I was like, am I supposed to identify with this? And it was stuff like, it's just like, oh, you know, you can't get it up and you blame it on having too many drinks. And I was like, oh, I don't want to read this. This no. is yuck. Mm-mm. Or then it was like <laughs> things you put on your Facebook to try to pretend like you're something you're not. It was like, you know, first, you know, you're Martha Stewart and like, you know, you're perfect home and you're a perfect mom. And then it was like, and when you can't be Martha Stewart, you're Oprah Winfrey. Like, I accept my imperfections. And I was like, I hate all of this. I'm nothing like this. Yeah. And I and I kind of find that, like, it's very interesting. I haven't found anything that if I, I've identified with after turning 40. Nothing that mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, yeah, this person gets me. This is how I'm feeling right now. And I, we've talked a little bit about ageism and how gnarly it is. And it was like the minute I turned 40 and God forbid I would get sick, mm-hmm. doctors would be like, well, you know, you're 40 now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people were like, oh, you know, well, and it's like I, I had a meeting with my financial guy um, when I right when I was 39, turning 40. And I'm there with John Carlin. He's like, well, how much longer do you think the money will be coming in? And I was like, would you say this to Jimmy Fallon? Right. Who's wow. like bigger than he's ever been? Or, right. you know, like actors who turn men who turn 40 and their careers are bigger than ever. And ironically, like for me, 40 has been the opposite. Like I'm in the best shape I've ever been in my entire life. I can do things physically now that I couldn't do when I was 25 or 30. Like I can do a Superman pushup. My first one ever the other day. Good. And I was like, oh, my God. Like. Literally, and I was like, I don't know that I can do it. I don't know that I can do it. And I've been working on it. And then, boom, up. I did one. I can Good do girl. pistol squats. I can do things that I, I've never been able to do my entire life. And at this point in my career, when everyone's like, you know, they kind of go after you. And I, I remember I had this meeting with um, this guy at NBC. And I'll never forget it. We were we were talking about, you know, where the show was going to go and this and that. And, and he's like, well... I just wouldn't want any women at home to kind of worry, you know, watching you age. 
Are that you... their husbands would cheat on them, you know, if we got like a younger, prettier girl to work alongside of you. And I looked at Giancarlo oh and he was my. like, don't do it. Yeah, I know. Yet another reason why I'm no longer, why I quit The Biggest Loser. Yeah, the things that went on there are beyond, oh, yeah. I can't handle that. Dude, the guy's in a huge position there. And that was the, in the yeah. same time frame when you did How? that awesome, super sexy photo yes, shoot. for Shane The Magazine. same time yeah, frame. Yeah, where I was like, I'm in the best Where shit. people yeah. lost their minds yeah. on how great you look. I know. And But it's I mean, like, uh, and then did you see the thing that Tina Fey, Tina Fey, Mm. Amy Schumer, mm -hmm. Julie Louis-Dreyfus, and Patricia Arquette did this hilarious skit on, I think it was Comedy Central, maybe? Yeah, I think it's um, um, Inside Amy Schumer. Uh, okay. I think it's her show, and they, they The made, Last Effable Moment. Yes, The Last the... Effable Day. Yeah. And, uh, and they were joking about how... Like, society tells you, and they're like, one minute Sally Field was playing Tom Hanks' love interest in Punchline, and 20 minutes later, she's playing his mom in Forrest Gump. Yes. And, like, it was hilarious. And then, yes. like, you start getting offered roles for Mrs. Claus. And then, like, Tina Fey was like, yeah, I went up for that. And they're like, who got that? And they're like, J-Lo. Oh, she'll be she'll great. She'll be great in that. Yeah, it was hilarious. Mm -hmm. And I just was like, oh, my God, the ageism that that women experience is, like, hmm. next level. But that hasn't been my experience. Like, for me, when I turned 40, I was like, I'm better than I've ever been. Like, I'm more successful than I've ever been. Like, I'm the top of my That's game how it should be, though, professionally. You're growing. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why am I not seeing that? Mm -hmm. I'm not seeing that reflected. And then I was just like, am I crazy? Am I? And so I read this. So the other day, I read this blog. And you know what else I think we do? And I really want to point this out. Like, I don't care what age you're at enjoy the age you're at. Like, I remember mm -hmm. being 20 and thinking that, like, people that were older than me got everything because they had more experience. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, now the people that are in their 30s and 40s are like, oh, my God, people only care what the 20-year-olds think. <laughs> and it's like, and I remember being 20 and thinking I've got no money to buy anything. <laughs> you know, no one, I don't get any respect from anyone. <laughs> you know, and I, and now it's like, and the grass is always greener. Then you're in your, your 30s and it's like, oh, it's all about, you know, the kids and the Twitter and no one cares what we, th it's bizarre the way yep. nobody can ever just enjoy the stage in their life that they're at. Yeah. And you know what? I love my 30s. I thought they were awesome. I didn't think it could get better. My 20s, I really hard for me mm -hmm. really hard I was trying to That's find normal. myself I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do professionally yeah. I didn't know where I was at as a person I was establishing my values but you know and then and then in my 30s I was building a career mm -hmm. and you know and I was like oh it's never gonna get better than this and in my 40s I'm like wow you know you get to enjoy it I've really built like something amazing and I and I can't wait to see what else I'm gonna be able to do with this platform and mm -hmm. and I I don't understand the part where everyone's like oh you know well you know, you're 40 and mm -hmm. weight starts coming on and injuries start happening. And like, Andy, I, I'm in better shape than I've ever been. I know. What am I missing? I don't know. You know what? What we am gotta, I missing? We got to consider the source of where mm -hmm. we're looking to yeah. get the information. What am I missing? That's true. I yeah. don't consider sources anymore. I don't look on blogs with, you know, 12 year olds. I don't, you know what I mean? I'm starting to yeah. care way less. See, but I like, I don't know. My spouse doesn't have, he doesn't do Twitter, he doesn't do Facebook, he Ugh, has a page, but he doesn't jealous. do that. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't subscribe to the information coming with the millenniums and stuff like that. So he doesn't talk about those things. So the topics that usually you'd maybe have with someone, they don't come up like that. So 
our relationship is a little bit different in the way I feel about myself and the way he feels about me. And I think it's also weird for me is because I'm having a kid for the first time at 43. And, and look it's at all the weird. ageism that you've had to and endure. And all the ageism that I've had to endure. And then the other side of huh. me that says I'm having the time of my life because I'm, I'm having a baby and mm-hmm. I didn't even have to do anything to get pregnant. And so it's kind of like it's like a juvenile reality of what what I'm experiencing that I would have rather have done 10 years ago, but that's not how it worked out. So I'm reaping. See, I disagree. I think it's kind of awesome. Like if we're living longer, like I'm glad I, I had most of my 30s without kids because I wouldn't be ready for kids. I would be like, I didn't get to do this. I didn't get to do that. I didn't get to do that. Like for me personally, that's the I'm really glad that I was able to like really be career focused Mm -hmm. in my thirties and really get like, cause, cause now at 40, I'm like, well, you know, this thing's, it's not on autopilot, but it's like, it, we're there. I don't have to put in as many hours as I did at 30. And yeah, I also, you know, I don't need, like, I've seen a lot of the world. I'm lucky. Same. You know, I'm glad for the life that I've had up until now. And I think I'm in a great place to to have kids at this point. I've never been happier to be a parent and more ready now. Mm -hmm. And I know some people don't say it shouldn't have anything to do with money, but it's baloney because it does. I can afford, I'm going to take three months off. I'm going to go back to work part time. I'm going to be able to travel with my, with my village. I'm going to be able to do stuff and celebrate. And I also don't feel one iota of fear about taking that time off because I have someone that works for me. Mm -hmm. If I wouldn't have done that in my thirties to build build this little tiny glute empire one lunge at a time there's no way I would have been able to do it so it would have been way more stressful Mm. so now I feel confident I'm gonna have this kid I'm gonna take time off I'm gonna do stuff I mean I just feel like amazing how people like how happy you are with it and then how many people want to just crap all over your parade they do do oh dude did we I I debated if we should have done a segment on this Let's do it. Let's. Do, well, it's dark. It's upsetting. I'll let to, you tell it, and we'll, we yeah, won't stretch it out because we're trying to be positive. But can you put it in a nutshell for the us? The long and short is that my doctor is very uh-huh. liberal. He's very, very cool. But even though, because of my age, there's a lot of like you know you the pejorative like you're label. Like a dinosaur. They you're call it. Young? They call it geriatric pregnancy I'm in my I'm in a geriatric pregnancy that's what I am so the nurse practitioner I went and saw her she flipped out about my weight she thought I was too small too too and she was using terms like your baby's in jeopardy your placenta you isn't gonna like work she's the foremost yeah. pregnancy fitness expert and possibly wow. in the I world known but, that this yeah. bag because she was wearing a scrunchie but I digress <laughs> No, she had a scrunchie, you know, and half her hair was up in the scrunchie and the rest was down. So like, you know what? No, dude, she was my age. That's what happened. She looked me up and down and Mm. she, and she kept, she called me old three times during the pregnancy and then just, yeah, old. Yeah. During, oh, during the visit rather. Sorry. Yeah. And so then she freaked me out and she was, she was saying at, she kept saying at your age, you are very old and this and this and this, and you're, you can't be worried about how you look. And what birth control are you going to get on this? can never because you happen don't, because again. you don't want this happening again yeah. she said it just crazy crazy stuff and in the beginning i had tears in my eyes because i went to her side of the the thought process like i was being negligent or maybe the baby was in jeopardy and then i remembered everything i've ever learned and i went you're being personal not clinical and so i i was just like well i disagree and then i kept like slamming her with stats and, and then the doctor this, was then, like now the baby's perfectly healthy we don't need to do any of these <laughs> So she ordered all these emergency tests and went yeah. to get approval, came back, and the doctor on duty said there's no need to do that. Her ultrasound is perfectly fine. The baby's <sighs> perfectly fine. Yeah. And her whole thing was about age, and it was just like she tried to shame me. Yeah. 
And well, for a minute, I let her. That was but, what but was the people point. do that. And it, and I think, and so I guess, like, you know, so anyway, this blog, right? So here's a few things that, that she said that I finally was like, somebody that gets me. And she goes, Forty is realizing that the sidelines of a Little League game are more like junior high than junior high and realizing how unimportant that is. Love it. Hmm. And I'll tell you, like, I, I realized, and I said this to Heidi, like when you kind of, you go to the schools and, and I love the school where the kids are, but we've been checking out other schools and you really do see some of that mean girls crap with mm. the parents. And I was like, this is crazy. I'm like, I can't believe I need to live all this over again Oof, and yeah. watch my kids go through it with yeah. other kids that aren't nice and deal with the parents. And then I was like, and you know what? I realized like how little I care about what these people think about us or our family. And this is, you know, I, I probably haven't cared for a while. Mm-hmm. But that's really liberating to be like, I don't care. This is about them yeah. and their insecurities, not me. 40 is being stronger than I've been in my entire life. It's running half marathons, something I couldn't even conceive of in my 20s. And it's true. Like when I do something in the gym, mm-hmm. like the other day I was doing Thomas taps where you're like in a, you're in a handstand and you tap your shoulder. So it's like you're alternating into different one hand, mm-hmm. one handed handstands. And then I and then I did a Superman push up and I was like I am in crazy shape like mm-hmm. I remember watching people do this stuff and going no and I don't mean like I look like I'm in crazy shape I mean I'm physically fit yeah like really like not just like I I did some tricks with my diet and got abs I mean like I'm like oh my god confidence like, like I'm more fit than I've been in yeah. a while like, like ever I'm maybe not. and it, you know and then that's okay cool. that's cool this is heavy. But I, but I think that it is true. 40 is watching too many of my friends bury their parents Ooh, and having to deal with insidious hard. diseases. And it is something that you kind of, it is. Like, I, we had a health scare in my household, and I was like, is this going to happen? Ugh. And I and I braced myself, and it isn't. And I was like, all right, thank God. But, you know, that is, like, you definitely come to terms. You definitely start to come to terms at 40 with your mortality. Mm-hmm. You know, that invincibility of 20 and 30 does start to go away and you're like but it 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 makes you take life that much more seriously and it becomes Mm. that much more precious agree i think you appreciate it more agree um this is interesting. interesting. 40 is being one of the old guys in the office and feeling the need to mother the youngsters i see around me Mm. and i will tell you that that's how i feel in my career like i'm like i want to mentor like young professionals like young trainers Mm. make them master trainers you know bring them on board like I, I enjoy that. Like 40, when I hit 40, all the competition in me, a lot of it died. And it and I desired collaboration because you don't feel threatened anymore. No, nope. I feel like, exact same way. Yeah, you don't feel threatened. No. Nope. You're like, awesome. Like you're talent. I can appreciate talent and I want to collaborate with talent. And if they're younger than me and I think there's room to teach them and groom them, then I'll teach them and groom them. If they're peers like Andy, then I'm like, let's work together or let's yeah. let's celebrate one another and let's promote each other's things. And like that's that's big. I remember I still remember in my thirties feeling threatened, hmm. feeling competitive. You know? And yeah. I and I remember, you know, in the beginning of Biggest Loser, Bob and I hated each other. Because we were so threatened and competitive with one another. It took us seasons to get over that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Now, uh, hang on. Hey, Randy. 40 is feeling pure joy at the idea of a date night with your partner. No kids, no friends, just you, your co-pilot, and a good bottle of wine. And that I love. I love it, too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it just, and I, I do, I appreciate my relationship more and, and the time that I have, you know, with Heidi. This one's interesting, Andy. Yeah, I don't know how you're going to feel about this one. 
Um, oh, 40 is having real thoughtful conversations with my kids that leave me amazed. Hmm. And I, I mean, let me tell you, like, yeah. Phoenix isn't there because he's, he's still two. He's just turning three. But, oh, my God, conversations with Lou. I just, I'm, I just can't even, I can't even believe it. I, I I like, and I love it. Like some people really love the baby thing. Yeah. And for me, I'm like, yeah, the baby, cute, cute, cuckoo. Yeah, that's cute. And Heidi loves that. But for me, like, I like, the older my kids get, the more I love it. I love it. I mean, and like, I have these conversations with her and it's like, like the other day we were, we went to go check on the beach house and there were all these, ugh. There are all of these um, jellyfish that had been washed up. And they weren't stinging jellyfish. They'd all been washed up. And Lou was like, Mom, we, you know, we, we needed to go. We needed to meet Heidi. And she and they were all over the beach. And some were dead and some were not. And she's like, we need to put them back. And I was like, well, baby, they're all over. And she's like, well, we need to do what we can, Mom. She's like, lunch can wait. And I swear to God, we spent two hours walking up and down the beach, finding the ones that were alive and putting them back putting in the ocean. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, this is an exercise in futility. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I'm not going to tell her that because she, like, she's like, we need to do what we can, mom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, sometimes, but here's the best part. I go, well, baby, sometimes Mother Nature just does its thing. She goes, but this isn't Mother Nature. This is us hurting the planet. So we need to step in. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. You know, and I, I couldn't believe yeah. the conversations. Yeah. Like, or, like, she'll watch, like, I will leave her in charge, like, with Phoenix, because he'll dump sh- stuff and break stuff and spill stuff. And I'll, and I'll be like, dude, because they sit in this jump seat that's been built in the Tesla for kids, but you can't see them because they're rear-facing. So I'm like, what's he doing? She's like, not dumping. Like, she'll update me. Like, she knows exactly. Like, she if he's doing something, like, I can't see, like, he'll climb on the banister while I'm getting dinner ready. She's like, he's on the banister. Like, it's just, it's weird. It's like dealing with a little mini adult. It is. It's like having these conversations. I'm like, this is incredible. Like, I'm not, she's not a toddler anymore. No. Like, things are happening in there. Yeah. I mean, and then ready? 40 is knowing who your true friends are. Amen. That yeah. one was my favorite. Yeah. The ones who offer to take your kids for the afternoon because they see you're stressed. The ones who can sit on a bar, a, pe- a bench in a park with you and discuss their concerns about your kids. The ones who live halfway across the country, and I still have some of those, but will sit on the phone with you until midnight because it's the only time you can catch up. 40 is not that Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann flick that had me so depressed that I cried on a plane. Mm. Yeah. And I remember that. I remember seeing that movie before I turned 40 going, dear God, is this what's coming? <laughs> and it was like, you know, their marriage is falling apart. Their health is falling apart. And um, she's like, my mother-in-law tells me that her 40s were her favorite decade. She felt like she got the hang of the parenting thing, which, by the way, for the first time, I'm like, we might be settling into a groove here. Mm. We might be settling into a groove here. And um, it, she was financially secure enough to not be constantly worried. And she felt good about life. 40 is admitting you're a grown-up, but you're not dead. 40 is fabulous. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God. And I guess, you know, if you're listening and you're in your 20s, you're listening in your 30s, I think what I'm really trying to say is just love where you're at. Yeah. I want to be 40. You want to be where you're at. That sounds good. I love my 30s. I love my 30s, too. But I'm I'm the happiest I've ever been. Yeah. And I'm the most confident I've ever been. And I've never loved someone else. And I've never loved my friendships more, either. Because we're all really real. And we're all really here. Mm. You know? And there's such authenticity. So the moral of the story. Enjoy where you're at. Don't wish you were elsewhere. Because every decade brings something awesome. And in addition to that, don't fear the future. 
And don't let the haters and the naysayers and the insecurity projectors mm-hmm. get you down and tell you that your body's going to fall apart. And it, it, it doesn't, it, no, that's mm-hmm. a choice. If you take care of your health, you'll be amazed at what you can do. And, you know, don't buy in. Don't buy into it. Just love where you're at and look forward to where you're going. I need sunscreen. Okay, guys, audible.com time. You know they are the premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment outlet on the internet. Audible content includes more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. And you guys can sign up right now as an Audible listener at audiblepodcast.com forward slash E-X-E-R-C-I-S-E. And when you sign up as an Audible listener, you get book credits each month for a low fee, which means you can download your selection, access it on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, iPod, or other MP3 player, and you can earn free audiobooks. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook right from go, your choice, and a free 30-day trial membership. Just go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash exercise. And here's a book that uh, I'm reading right now, although I hope I don't butcher the author's name, but it's called Should We Eat Meat? And it's written by Vaclav Smil. I hope I didn't butcher this. Um, And it's a a clear-eyed view of the landscape of meat eating and the role in human evolution with regard to meat eating, questions about the environment, animal cruelty. And while you're probably going, ooh, that sounds yuck, it's actually, it's a really interesting read. What are you waiting for? Go to audiblepodcast.com slash exercise. That's audiblepodcast.com slash E-X-E-R-C-I-S-E and get started today. All right, everyone. I want to talk about The Honest Company for a second. This is one of our sponsors that I am most excited about because I really believe in their mission. I purchase their products and uh, I love what these guys are doing. So some of you may know that Jessica Alba is a co-founder and what The Honest Company is, is it's a company that's actually honest with their labels and they have chemically safe products that were originally designed for babies, for mommies to use with their babies and they've branched out into personal care, vitamins, home cleaning essentials, which of course affect your kid and the entire family. And I love them because they're absolutely transparent. Their products are fantastic. They have no harsh chemicals or irritants ever. You can feel really safe when you use Honest Company products. So I'm going to tell you exactly how this is working for our listeners. They're offering a free trial of their most popular products. Just visit freehonest.com and choose a free trial of up to nine products for just $5.95 shipping and handling. You can choose diapers, wipes, personal care products, home cleaning essentials, health and wellness vitamins and supplements, anything you want. All you got to do is get your free trial today for $5.95 shipping and handling by going to freehonest.com that's freehonest.com all right i got a i got a vent i got a vent i love i love the ass man aka trainer dan but he drives me a little bit crazy and he cuz he does things that are stupid Stupid! And I, I just, I want to, I'd like to get this out there. And I, I just think like, you know, sometimes when people are super fit, they forget the most obvious things. Okay. So if you're working out with a trainer that's doing things like this, or you're see, you know, you, 
you are a trainer that's doing things like this, or you're somebody that's doing things like this to yourself, stop doing this. Okay. Number one, okay? I get, look, I'm a superset queen, all right? And so a, a traditional definition of a superset is when you do the same muscle group back to back. And there's like the pre-exhaust, the post-exhaust. And what this means is there are different ways of doing it. So for example, let's say we're working quads. You can isolate the muscle and then do a compound movement where we recruit other muscle groups to assist in furthering the exercise. So for example, if you got on a machine and you did a leg extension, mm -hmm. that's going to isolate your quadriceps. And then theoretically you might go, ooh, I've blown out my quads, I can't go on. I'm going to move on to squats and allow my glutes to help my quads continue to function. So there's that concept. Fine. Love it. Mm -hmm. And then there's the other way around where you do your squats and then you really hammer at home and you do, you know, that isolated movement after. I say mix it up. Love them both. Here's what I don't want to do. And this just pisses me off about Dan. A, because it makes me look weak in the gym, which really infuriates me. <laughs> so he'll have me do something like, okay, you know, I want you to do pistol squats with, a sh with an anterior race. So I'll have like two five-pound dumbbells, or he'll be like, oh, I want you to hold the five-pound dumbbell out like this, or do, you know, this, this like isotonic, like a, like a static exercise with light weight on my shoulders, but then he'll be like, all right, awesome, now let's do, um, let's do handstand push-ups. I'm like, you can't do that, idiot. We just did shoulders. I can't do it. Or like, all right, let's do bicep curls. Now, go get on the, go get on the pull-up machine. No, no, no. No. So is he doing sequencing? That? Yeah. Sequencing. Yeah. I'm like, Dan, if you blow out the small assisting muscles and then you want big, fancy, impressive exercises, you need them. You need them. So like my biceps, if you go to do a pull up or a chin up and you've just done a heavy biceps, your biceps are shot. Your grip strength is gone. The forearm flexors are shot. And I'm like, of course I can't do it. And then my back's not going to get the workout that you want. Do the pull ups and then do the biceps. And he's like, no, the pre-exhaust i'm like no you're just wrong you're wrong. and we scream at each other in the gym and i and i, I like and i'm so mad because i look weak and i'm like well of course i can't do it you just made me do biceps so of course i can't so and, oh ugh. so is this his way of making himself look militant or is this no his philosophy just the way that he trains and because okay. he's a mm -hmm. super athlete he really is uh-huh he's a fitness freak of nature he doesn't understand why that doesn't make sense because he actually can do it and i'm like no no the, the average bear does not train like this Jeez. or like he'll you know or like yeah it drives me nuts and then the, the problem is that when it comes to doing the bigger moves that blow out you know the bigger muscle groups that are going to burn more calories while you do them and you're going to give you a better epoch because those biz bigger muscle groups have to heal and recover i don't get as good of a workout because my biceps are sore it drives me insane and so i like to call this the blitz and polish so here's how here's what i mean <laughs> sequencing so what i want you to do is get the big muscle groups like chest and back out of the way get yep. your push-ups get your pull-ups get your pull downs get your chest press donezo then at the very end then you can polish off those assisting muscles like i'm gonna do shoulders with legs so like i'll do you know squats and like a, a thruster squat to a press because i i personally still as a woman don't want to sit there and just do shoulders because i want to get smaller i want small teensy i want small <laughs> yeah. lean i don't want big shoulders i'm no. not a man i want small 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 
So I'm not going to sit there, you know, for someone like Heidi, who is naturally small, yes. Then I'm going to be like, we don't want a heart rate up. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to burn any more fat. You know, okay, great. You know, go, go ahead and knock out some heavy shoulders and let's build some shoulders on her. But it's, there's never a time that I want to sit there and do a straight bicep curl. Not ever. Like, I was so pissed yesterday because we were doing and weird delts on the pec deck. And I was like, oh my God. And, and Dan's like, we need to strengthen these muscles for you to do those fancy moves. I'm like, my heart rate is not up high enough. I'm like, get me in like a warrior three and have me do it with dumbbells. And like, he just thinks like a man, you know? And, yeah. then, and then it's like, well, why do you train with him? Well, because he pushes he, me yeah. really hard and he pushes me really hard. And I have achieved things that I would never have been able to achieve had I not been training with him. But some of that drives me insane. So when it comes to those small muscle groups, do them after the big muscle groups. Do them I after agree. chest and after back. And then if you're like me and you want to burn maximum amount of calories, then do those small muscle groups and work them into legs with a combination lift or a hybrid lift. So, for example, a squat to a press or a yep. squat with a press. Either yep. one's fine. Or a squat with a curl or a sumo squat with a tricep extension. Blend them. Yeah, I agree. One of my major, one of the biggest tools I've always used are combination lifts. For God's sake. Well, they're efficient. Ooh. And then another thing that drives me bananas. Like, I don't want to warm I do not want to warm up for over five minutes. Because a 10-minute warm-up isn't doing anything. At five minutes, you're warm. You're warm. Get going. Go. Unless it's your off and your so first And your first and second set can be a warm-up if you're eventually doing overload work anyway. So if you're going to do five sets, your first two technically, if they're going to get into a warm-up, then you're going to go really heavy on the ladder three or four. That's That'll suffice that's for me. That's a dynamic stretch. I right. like, yeah. That's mm -hmm. activating the muscle through the movement, which is technically like a very dynamic warm-up, which is what we should be doing. Yeah. We should be mimicking the movement. Like, I love the cardio warm-up. Give me five minutes. I'm warm. I'm running. Beyond that, I get so annoyed because I'll warm up, and then he's like, okay, now do a mile. I'm like, but what's that doing for me? I'm like, let's go. I get so pissed. So and why, I think, why is he, it seems like. He because really... he does teach me, like, because I'm able to do, you know, Thomas taps in a handstand. Because I am able to do a pistol squat. Because I can do a Superman push-up now. But the other stuff just pisses me off. He's good for her that way, I think. Oh, you know? God. It makes me crazy. Oh. And then, and like, wow. I hate, I hate dumbbells. Like, and barbells. Like, I don't like to lift weights. But I will say that, like, and I would get irritated because it would be like oh you know I want you to do a squat on a squat rack and I have to say like I have learned so much now about back squats and how complicated and the holy cow you know and the, the range of motion and all of this which Andy could tell you because she's a master could get people to do back squats and overhead squats and all that stuff yeah I like but Olympic lifting that's very stuff. hard to do yeah and you know at first I was like I don't want to do this you know because I like my body weight training and I'm like I want to stand on one foot upside down you know but I'll tell you that my butt from those from that back squat my butt has never looked better and I'm like you know you know, hey, it, gotta it, do it. You gotta do it. You yeah. gotta work it in there. And there's something to that. And so I, it really gave me like a, all right, don't be fancy for the sake of ego. You know, like get in there and like some of those basics. 
They're basics for a reason. Oh they my build God. A foundation. Amen. Some of the foundations haven't changed since the East Germans have been doing it since the 1960s. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. Some of the dynamic movements and some of the basic, basic fundamental stuff. But can you stuff. give me some of the, Andy, can you, because I remember when I first had to do that back squat mm-hmm. and Dan wanted, he was like, he put, idiot, this is another, so he put like 100 pounds on me. Wow. So it was like the 45 pound bar yes. with a 25 on each side. Wow. I couldn't do it. No. I could put the weight on my back. I was falling. And I was like, I can't do this. Like, I'm falling backwards. Yeah, this like, stupid. for me, what I like is to be able to put lifts underneath. That's why a lot of people who do those really deep squats, they wear the lifts. You know, the shoes with the yes. the, the, the Olympic lifting lifts. Uh, the shoes, rather. But, I mean, it's a matter of maybe putting, like, a wedge underneath you like to a, get up and open. Now I put a tiny little plate Amen. under my heels. That's like a, a great idea. plate under and my having heels. And having the bar on the back drives the weight into the heels. Thus, the, the it really grabs the glutes. So you can really squat. You can really do a really good combination glute and quad And to make it squat. clear, the reason that that heel lift works is because if you have poor flexibility, yeah. like me... Uh, you're going to fall backwards. Yeah. So when you give mm. the heel a little lift, it compensates it and compensates. enables you to get deeper. And then you can eventually open your calves and make sure that you're really open and then get up. And another great way is too is to wrap around one of those um, rubber bands around your back and sit in that position. Get down and sit and then remove the wedges and get open. Oh, wow. You know the dude that wrote that uh, book, um, Supple Lion? Or Supple, Supple Leopard. Leopard Kelly my, my Kelly. Kelly. Kelly Starrett, yep. Great, great, great. I learned so much stuff from him. Yeah, mm. he's brilliant. I, I recommend know. even his little tutorials. He's so smart. So great. He knows how to open you up to access the muscle. If you're open, you can access it. If you can hmm. access it, you can build it. And another thing, like to get into that deep, deep squat, yeah. it's okay to have a wider stance. Yeah, for sure. You need to yeah. widen your base of support. And with women, our hips are wider, mm-hmm. so that narrow stance isn't going to work as well oh my god the fights because he can do it in that narrow stance i was like dan i'm going to fall and it like and so you know i started working with um an olympic lifter and he's like it just you know because dan doesn't understand he really doesn't because he can do it and he's like well if i can do it you can do it i'm like i don't have the flexibility to do yeah. it so when i stood up put my heels on the plates and i started with 60 pounds not 100 pounds and i widened my stance and i pointed my toes out i was able to sit deep into it yeah and get it but it's taken me a while yeah it's hmm. taken me a while so and i learned i mean i learned and i also like warmed up my hamstrings i did everything you said like lightweights full range of motion so you know, if you're going to get into like, I love those basics, but let me tell you, it isn't as simple as like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, sit down, stand up. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. You need to make sure that like your your chest is in the right position. You're not hinging forward and putting all that weight in your lower back. And it, it's so if you're going to start getting into heavy back squats, make sure you work with a coach on things like For that. For sure. And, you know, at least have, at least once or twice. I agree. Have your form and then add weight to that really good form. And then you'll mm. never run into problems. It, yes. That's smart. Yeah. Get the form down Get first. Get your form. And it's technical. So you got to work with people. That, you mm. know what, this is what I say that I will hurrah. They're really good boxes that understand the fundamentals of CrossFit because they've come from an Olympic lifting background. Right. Love those guys. They're super, super, mm. super smart. They know what they're doing. And they're they're a lot like Kelly. They understand the fundamentals. Yeah, because that Kelly, Kelly Starrett is, has a CrossFit. I remember being like, how is it possible that this guy has a crossfit box because he's i mean he's really incredibly intelligent this guy his book's awesome it's technical so if you're not a trainer you'll probably be bored but i mean if you're an athlete like it's it's a must read and i think it's because he knows exactly what to do with those skills yeah he does and how to sequence them and how to utilize them appropriately and it's not just like 
gonzo. You no, know, it's like, not like just throwing the wad out and getting it through and being get the heart right up. And bananas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's technical, and those are the fundamentals that are really important. If you can get those down, you can get a lot of results really fast once your form is good. Yeah, and so I think you know, as as innovative as fitness is becoming, there's something to be said for those basics, and there's something to be said for exactly what you said. Get that form down without ego, then add weight, then add intensity, and take it from there. And progression is everything. Don't think, you know, I, th- I see in fitness all the time people trying to go from A to Z. And, like, with that damn Superman push-up, dude, it was like, okay, you know, 25 push-ups in a row. Okay, then push-ups raising one hand as I came up. So it was like push-up, one hand up, push-up, one hand up, push-up, one hand up on both <laughs> sides. Then it was Superman push-ups on the knees. Then it was a plyometric push-up off the ground. Then it was a push-up with arms up but not feet up. And, by the way, there's a trick to this stuff. So there's a hip heist in there. So it's when you lift your hips up that you're cheating your body off of the ground. If I didn't have anyone to teach me that because it happens so fast you don't see it, mm-hmm. I never would have got the move. You would assume you had to push every time yeah. off the ground from, the, from your that chest. That was pure, you got yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And what they're doing is they're lifting their hips up, which you would never do in a straight, in a straightforward push-up. So they're hiking their hips up off the ground. And they're literally almost like kipping their body, like a yeah. kipping pull-up, yep. off the ground. And when I learned that, I was like, oh, my God. It will. First of all, I was like, that's cheating. But then second of all, I was like, I can do it. But third of all, like, if someone hadn't shown me that, I never would have got it. So if you're functioning in that gym and you're trying something and trying something and trying something and not getting it, Maybe there's something you don't know. Yeah, like I learn all, all the, the details. Time. Yeah, and especially if it's dynamic, things that are dynamic often use more than one muscle group anyway. Yes. So they're compound, even when they're not, you know, even when they seem like they should be isolated, there's a lot more going on yes. in the dynamic stuff. So you have to learn. You got to be coached. Oh, and don't, oh my God, this makes me insane. Don't stop and stretch in the middle of a workout. <laughs> all of the current research very current, like the last 10 years current, says do not static stretch in the middle of a workout. And when you're doing really deep stuff anyway, you don't need to because you're getting your range of motion. You're getting yeah. range of motion. When yes. you when you have weight forcing you open at the bottom and you're doing a deep, deep squat with proper form, you're open. You don't need to be stretching in between. Your range of motion no. supports the functionality and what you're trying to do. Because those static stretches in, actually inhibit your functionality and your power. Don't do it. Don't. Oh, it slows down heart rate. It's totally counterintuitive or counterproductive. I see it all the time and I want to be like, stop it. And sometimes Dan, Dan used to have me do that. And I was like, why are we doing this? We look like animals. This is wrong. And he's like, I'm just giving you a break. I'm like, well, don't stretch me. Do an- another muscle group, but not the same muscle group. Like, oh my God, the fighting, the fighting that goes on in there. But it's just like, yeah, so don't, do not stop and static stretch. No, you can do that when the workout is over if you want. But better to do your myofascial release. You have your hands on your hips. I'm curious. Oh my God. No, it's true. I feel like he makes me look stupid in there. But I also think it goes to show though that you also need to, you can question, you can question someone who's training you. You can, you can do that too. And I think that that's really important. I have people come to me with research that they've read and I'd be like, you know what? That's, that's a credible question and I don't, and I don't know it. So I got to get back to you, you know? Yeah. But that's another interesting thing about fitness. Andy has a degree in this. So, you know, and so does Christy, um, our, our very good friend. And 
I remember I called Christy and asked her a question, and I cannot freaking remember, girl, what it was. Oh, it was when they were saying that even though you're doing intensity training, it's not conditioning your cardiovascular system. And I was like, this is crazy. That's, this can't be true. Of course it, you know. And I, so I called Christy, and I'm like, I just read this study. And she's like, Jill, just because I went to college for this, you know, new research out, comes out, out every day. Uh-huh, I got to read the paper on it. I got to go, you know. And, I, and she's like, my education gives me the, the ability to dis- disseminate the information. She's like, but new new research comes out every day. All the time. She's like, I got to read it and let me get back to you. And it's it's almost like parenting. You know how it's like, oh, the baby needs to sleep on the stomach. No, the baby needs to be on the back. No, the baby needs to be on the stomach. Like, there's some of that going on in fitness to a certain extent where new information will come out and it requires an education. It requires yep. reading it, disseminating it, talking to you know other experts about it, putting it into practice, seeing if it works or not. But uh, yeah. Ugh. All right. Well, that's it. I just had to, oh, God, no. You had to get that off your pecs. Yes. Woo. Okay, everybody. It's Recovery Max time. I got to tell you, all of our sponsors always send me the product, right? Which is nice. I get all this swag and I got Recovery Max. And I was like, I'm never going to use this. But I kept it, which is weird because, you know, I love to get rid of things. But I was like, yeah, yeah, you know. But I was like, Recovery Max, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to get hurt. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> to make a very long story short, I lifted a little too much weight the other day. And I swear to you, I thought for about 23 seconds I was paralyzed. And I was like, okay, I clearly have a muscle strain. How bad is it? All right. And I started, I started to use the Recovery Max. I was like, we're going to give this sucker a spin and see how it goes. And I have to tell you, it honestly, within three days, I was better. And I'm not saying I was severely injured. It's not a panacea. But I was like, okay, this is probably going to be like a five to seven day strain. Within three days, the pain was gone. I was also icing. I was doing both at the same time. And uh, let me tell you a little bit about the product. It has 100% natural ingredients. And what it does is it increases circulation and it helps reduce lactic acid buildup. And the idea is to help relieve tired and sore muscles and flush out that lactic acid, like I said. And (laughs) it helps prevent muscle strains, which is literally in the copy. Or I would rather say it helps manage muscle strains. I gave myself the muscle strain because I am uh, dumb. Anyway, it's an Australian formulation that's made in the USA, actually. And it is the only product with arnica, emu oil, and rosemary oil. So it's all natural. It has long-lasting relief. It doesn't stink. It's not greasy. It's the bomb. So if you work out a lot and you're sore a lot or you get a little too ego-driven and make a slight mistake in the gym, check it out. Just go to recoverymax.com or you can search keyword recoverymax. It's available on Amazon also or drugstore.com. Okay, guys, I want to tell you about a new sponsor, Plated.com, and here's what it is. It's a website that you go on to. In fact, go on right now by going to Plated.com forward slash Jillian. Check out all of their gourmet chef-designed recipes for healthy, delicious-tasting food that you can prepare in under 30 minutes. And they take all the guesswork out of it. You don't need to go to the supermarket. You don't have to have a ton of leftover groceries that didn't go into that particular recipe. They deliver it all pre-measured right to your door for any recipe you choose. You can prepare it in under 30 minutes. If you are not home for your food delivery, you don't have to worry because your plated box will keep everything fresh until midnight on the day that it arrives even when it's warm outside so check it out chef quality meals under 30 minutes to prepare delivered straight to your door pre-measured 
Hurry, go to plated.com forward slash Jillian now and get free shipping with your first order. Boom. We have uh, Gene Chatsky, who is the Today Show financial editor, um, and she's here to help us out. Yeah. So, Gene, thank you so much for coming on the show. Hi, Gene. Oh, sure. My pleasure. Hey. So, you know, of course, we're like massive fans of yours. And I have to say that now that I've been getting the newsletter on a regular basis, it really is. It's incredible. It's changing my life. You guys need to do this. You go to genechatsky.com, sign up for the free newsletter. I'm spelling it. I'm spelling it. Are we ready? Here we go. It's very simple, guys. J-E-A-N-C-H-A-T-Z-K-Y dot C-O-M. How do you find the time to write all these? Uh, You know, we keep track of what happens every single week in the world of money. And then the newsletter skims it for you. So it's just like, here's what you need to know about your money this week. Read it one page and you're done. I love it. Yeah. I love it. You and learn it, so you much. You learn so much so quick and it's so helpful. And so today we're going to do a segment that we've titled Spring Clean Your Financial Life to Protect Your Identity. I, okay, I have had credit card fraud <laughs> on my freaking Amex, I would say about 10 times in the last two years. No one's stolen my identity, but the fraud thing is off the chain. And you, okay, so you say here nearly eight and a half million people uh, were victims of a date breach in 2014. What's a date breach and also victims of fraud? It, it's actually, it's a data breach. A date, oh, right? for goodness so sake. So it's, it's essentially <laughs> your... A data breach. We're, sorry, <laughs> typo. A data breach. So it means, okay. It means your data fell off the back of a truck or essentially it was stolen in some other way. So you've heard about what happened at Target. Yes. And mm-hmm. Home Depot. Yes. And Newman Marcus and Anthem Health, right? Where where personal information was stolen. That's That's a data breach. And what we know is that about... Anywhere from about a quarter to a third of people who are victims of a data breach like that will have their identity tampered with in some way. And so we're trying to get people to watch their own habits because when it comes to protecting yourself, there's nothing you can do that's going to keep you 100% safe, but the best defense is a good offense. You know, I was going to say we should start out by explaining to people who have not yet had their identity stolen how serious of a mess this actually is. Uh, And, uh, you know, just so you guys take this seriously and appreciate the gravitas, I've seen people's lives be messed up for years and years. Like they're unable to get credit. It's a disaster. And and Jean, could you you kind of explain to people like what can happen when somebody steals your identity so people get the, the stakes here? So we're not just talking about somebody uses your credit card because that's very easy to shut down and the credit card companies are not going to hold you liable. But if somebody gets a hold of your social security number and enough other identifying information to apply for credit in your name or apply for a job in your name or to apply for your tax refund, we had a big problem with that this year. I just heard about that. No kidding. Just yesterday, someone told me that they, that this person did it to an entire family. What? How 
How do they do that? They start in January. They know that most people don't file their taxes until February or March, so they've got the social, and they file a tax return and claim the refund under your name. And it just, it messes people up for years because if, if, if you look at your credit report, and, you know, we all work these days to, to keep our credit report clean, to keep our credit score up. Yeah. If somebody else is in there doing, um, maintaining accounts that you have nothing to do with, they have no reason to take care of those accounts. Right. They can trash your credit score and make it next to impossible for you to do things like rent an apartment or or open another credit card that you actually do need or get a loan for a car or a house. And it takes years to clean up. Oh, gosh. Okay. So let's go through some of these tips. I'm looking at, okay, desktop. Tips for what to avoid having on your desk and in your office files. So you literally mean desktop, not a desktop computer, because computer's next. So we're talking about your actual desk. So the thing to remember is the more pieces of information that are out there floating in the world about you, the more vulnerable you are. So you have strangers in your house all the time. I mean, I I don't know if you do. I I have strangers in my house, right? I have have people coming in to fix things that I don't know how to fix. And if I leave a bill on the counter and that bill has information about me, or if I leave a checkout, that's even worse, with, with my bank information on there or a routing number or an insurance card, anything that that is identifying, that can be used to particularly in conjunction with other pieces of information that might be like on your Facebook page, cobble together enough information about me to apply for credit as me. Like puzzle pieces that they just, okay. Okay, well, see, then I would be scared to pay anybody with a check, though. Because then it's like, well, if you can't give them your check, can you still pay with somebody with a check then? You can. You okay. can pay somebody with a check. That, you know, it's fine. It's just you, you, you want to establish a pattern of being right. careful. Okay. When you get, when you get um, pre-approved credit card offers in the mail, you know, those are the kinds of things you want to shred. Got right. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we did buy a shredder, too. We we bought a shredder recently because I was just getting ripped left, right, and center oh. about not shredding, just throwing stuff away. And my business partner was like, "I you need to shred all of this." Mm-hmm. And so we did. And and I just you know I've been I've been good about doing it. But I will tell you also, we got robbed. Oh uh, boy. Well, no, it was fine. It was a couple years ago, and we were totally fine. But the guy robbed us. And when they got my car back, they found. All of the financial tax information, uh-huh. all of these financial bills that this guy had stolen from other people, he broke into their house and he did exactly what you're saying uh. not to do. He pilfered through their stuff and he stole their personal information. Yep. And I remember I, I called the guy because I had all of his information and I was like, hey, I want you to know that I've got your social, your tax, I, all this stuff. And, the, you know, and so this is, I mean, I, I've seen it. Uh, yeah. firsthand so great advice put your stuff in a safe shred the stuff don't throw it away now talk to me about the computer desktop so tips for updating files and you say in your phone too, security software oh. firewall right so when you get an I'm update guilty. for your operating system you want to make sure you go ahead and you update it because that's where all the new security measures come in okay. um, passwords 
Similarly, they're really important uh, for your computer, for your phone. Everything should have a password. And when you're using your computer, you don't want to be doing things like banking on any sort of public Wi-Fi. Just make sure you're doing that stuff at home or on your own Wi-Fi. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, uh, here's a question for you. Like, if I buy something on Amazon mm-hmm. and I'm putting my my credit card information in there, I don't I, I don't know. Is that safe? Because then other people are like, are you, are you really going to buy that online? I'm like, yes, it's 2015. Of course I'm buying it online. Yeah. yeah. What do you and mean? It, and, it's, and it's safe because the credit card companies and the debit card companies – give you protection. They they have fraud protection on your account. So okay. so you you're okay with that. Okay. It's it's safer when you shop online to use a credit card than a debit card because if a thief gets a hold of your debit card, you will get the money back. But if they get the money out of your account, it can take a couple of weeks to get the money back and that can be a huge hassle. Right. Social media presence. Tips for what you should and should not share. So when How you, is this related? Because I guess because of what you said before, because they can cobble together, prove your like your birthday and stuff. Exactly, it's your birthday, oh. it's oh. your pet's name, it's your mother's maiden name. Oh. Think about you know you you said your Amex has been compromised. Oh my gosh, I, I repeatedly get from Amex too, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they've sort of cracked down on fraud, and when they call, what do they want to know? My mother's birthday. Well, yep. you know, if I'm wishing happy birthday to my mother on Jeez. Facebook, oh boom, God, right? Somebody's got my mother's this. birthday. Right. Uh, this didn't even occur to me. So just and and you're more oh vulnerable when people know you're away too. I mean, to plain thieves. So be really careful of things like um, geo tracking and posting pictures when you're on vacation. Wait till you're home. It's like wow. leaving newspapers in the driveway. Right. I this stuff is not even this has I never even ever occurred to me about that. ever. Okay, now you say scrubbing your accounts. Like so so this means when you say scrubbing your accounts, this just means you just mean quite literally go through and delete all that stuff from your Facebook permanently. Like don't just block, make it private, just get it off of there. Get it off of there. Mm-hmm. All right. And okay, your wallet. What's in your wallet? So, but but you gotta have your checks and your credit cards and your ID, though, no? You you need your ID. You need a credit card. Mm -hmm. You need a debit card. You don't need all the credit cards and debit cards that you're not using. You know, if you're particularly if you're going on vacation, just put the others in a safe. Okay. And and just take what you're going to use. You should never have your social security card in your wallet. You should never have a list of passwords or pins in your wallet. And you should never have a file in your computer of passwords or pins that somebody can get to easily. Okay. And I'm so sorry. I'm going off piece here. I have two other questions. A monitoring service. Like, do you think that we should... Um, sign up like with the credit unions, like one of those things where we get our credit every month and see if somebody signed up? You can mm-hmm. get your credit reports for free. Okay. Um, you can do that at annualcreditreport.com. It's really easy. Every one of the three credit bureaus provides one free credit report per month, or not per month, per year, to each individual. I mean, most people don't check their credit reports more often than that. There are also websites like Savvy Money that will give you a credit score for free. If you haven't checked your credit score in a while, it's definitely worth 
going ahead and, and just doing that. Got it. Um, as far as the monitoring services, if you are a victim of a data breach, if you were in the target breach, for example, they offer you free monitoring services. It's silly not to take them. Just go ahead and take them. Okay. Good and advice. last question, Apple Pay. Uh, now, I, what are your just general thoughts about this? Because here's, here's why I'm loving it, because I can, I've caught fraud on my card twice mm-hmm. now. Because every time somebody ch- something gets charged on my, at my Amex, ding, I get a little text, and it's like, boom, you know, you just, you just bought dinner at Mr. Chow's. Or, you know, the other night I was laying in bed, and I apparently was shopping at Vons. And I literally call my business, email my business manager, called Amex, and we caught it before they did thousands of dollars worth of damage. But then other friends of mine are like, there is no way in hell I'm putting this stuff on my phone. But I'm, but I got a password on my phone. So do you think it's a good thing? Or what are your general thoughts about this kind of technology? I'm a fan. I, I like you. I want to be alerted if somebody is applying for credit in my name, if somebody is shopping like that. And you can't always count on them to um, to notice it. I think the fraud networks that the credit card companies use have gotten much better, and they do pick up if you're out of your pattern. But I, I say password protect your phone. Um, you can set up your iPhone. I'm pretty sure you can do this as well with an Android device, but I don't have one, so I'm not an expert. Right. Um, so you can set up your phone so that if it's lost or stolen, you can shut it down. Jean, you should do that. Thank you Great so advice. much. I, I, we've, we've kept you for quite a while, but and I know you said not to not to plug your books, but I, you, she's like, no, no, just my website. And mm-hmm. while, I, while I appreciate your modesty, I, I have to say that. I've just started reading your books, and I think they're awesome. So I, I would recommend them to everybody. And again, of course, we already said where to get you know the information for free. Just go to jeanchatsky.com, J-E-A-N-C-H-A-T-Z-K-Y.com. Sign up for the free newsletter. It is awesome. It will keep you in the loop. I cannot thank you enough. Your help and advice has been invaluable. Oh, well, thanks for having me. I I love listening to you guys, so I'm I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank Thank you, you, Jean. We'll talk to you soon, I hope. Uh, Keep up all your good work. Yeah. (laughs) All right, bye. bye. Bye.
like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleichinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years, one of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny. And I love you. <laughs>